Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and I am the founder and chief love officer at Last First Date. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I will have a special guest today. Her name is Agnes Van Rijn, and she is a business reinvention mentor. She's going to be talking about how you can reinvent your life after 40, just like she did many times over. I am a dating coach, and I specialize in helping women reinvent their love life after 40. Um, some men also come to me and My basic dating philosophy is that when you really know your true worth, you attract your best partner. And so I help women really identify their their gifts, their talents, their strengths, and learn how to communicate effectively with men. I think one of the biggest issues we have, no matter how old you are, is that men and women don't really understand each other or know how to communicate with each other well. And so that's something that I have spent the last 10, 15 years perfecting, studying, trying to get to do better because I made all the mistakes as well. And one of the things that I notice is that people do tend to make certain mistakes over and over again when it comes to dating and relationships. And uh, you could call them mistakes. You could also call them learning opportunities. And that's how I see them. And I would love for you to learn from what I learned from, and so I have a free guide for you. It's it's about the three top mistakes that midlife daters make and how you can turn them around so you can find lasting love. And this is for men or women. This is gender neutral. And if you want a copy, go to lastfirstdate.com and you can sign up on my homepage because I want you to go on your last first date. My guest, Agnes Van Rijn, spent 25 years in the corporate world. She has now set up her own business and works as a life and business reinvention mentor. Very interesting title, and we'll find out more about that. She has successfully invented herself three times, and some people call her the queen of reinvention. I love that. She's an expert in helping women who are at a crossroads, whatever the reason, whatever their age, to step into the driver's seat of their life and reinvent it. I love that because I am such a big believer in you in knowing that you are the driver of your life. A lot of people don't own that, don't know that. So I'm so glad Anias is going to talk about this. And she believes that by connecting the dots between who you are and what's important to you, you can finally create a business and life that support each other. Welcome to the show, Agnes. Thank you, Sandy. Well, uh, thank you for having me. I'm really delighted. I'm so happy to have you. And I, um, I loved skyping with you a little while back and and learning about what you have done to reinvent yourself. Because I too have reinvented myself many times over. And you know, it's interesting. I, I, when my daughter was graduating high school, and they had her college advisor got up to talk to the to the school and she was talking about reinvention and how you know kids think that they have to choose that one career at the end of high school Mm. and study and focus and that's that's what you're going to major and that's what you're going to do the rest of your life 
and she herself had had five careers, I think. And most people do. Most people have more than one career, especially if you're really trying to find what is alive for you. And other people stay in jobs that don't work for them, and some people do find that amazing job right away. And so so tell me about your beliefs when it comes to reinvention. Well, to start with, um, with it, I'm fully with you. Um, we now live in a world where it becomes extremely rare that one person will have the capacity to stay in one career or business uh, because the, the world is, is evolving. And, uh, well, we are, as any other species, uh, we need to evolve if we want to survive. So it's part of the game. Life can stand in a way sometimes. Um, I think that my, my major belief is um, understanding, uh, which is something that I've not done uh, all my life, that's something that I have learned, um, is that basically all our choices are being ruled by fear. Once we start understanding that, uh, we can also start realizing that fear is not real. We invented ourselves, other than other than the basic fears, of course, for survival, real survival. That's something different. Um, so when we when we can start making conscious choices, because it is our choices who dictate where we are in our life, um, we can sit in the driver's seat, as I, as I said, and as you said, um, and decide what we want our life to look like. So. Yeah, that's that's how it started for me, basically. So my first reinvention was many years ago, something like nine, probably nine years ago, when I decided to leave the corporate uh, corporate world where I had been for 25 years. Um, and, you know, I had that nagging feeling that something was missing, as, as we often can have it. Um, and so I decided to step into my fear. And uh, reinvent my life by setting up my my own business. The interesting thing is that in doing so, ultimately, after six or seven years, I discovered that I was still letting my life, my choices, my business being ruled by fear because by fear of visibility, I was working only as a subcontractor. And by fear of financial insecurity, I was only working with the corporate world. And the interesting thing yeah. is that I didn't like it, but never admitted it for myself, of course. And then the second reinvention happened after probably five, six years, when because I was a subcontractor making a six-figure every year, it was going great, um, I almost went bankrupt because uh, the two companies that I was working for, the economy had uh, a meltdown and they got two major clients canceling everything. And I happened to be the one working for those clients. So within one week time, I had lost 70% of my yearly income uh, and I went almost bankrupt. So I reinvented myself. I managed to um step up and, and, and you know, right from my from my ashes. And so from there life was, you know, going again and I was still working in the corporate world and then all of a sudden, less than two years ago, one and a half year ago, 
um, I had something happening in my personal life and I decided to leave a toxic relationship um, that basically left me completely broke. I moved in with my sister for one year, but instead of looking at that from the angle of a victim, look what you did to me, which is basically what everyone around me was saying, um, I decided to look at it from a completely different angle and to look at what my role had been in that. Because, as I mentioned earlier on, our own choices are leading to what happens to us. And I became conscious that, in fact, there was some kind of a recurring pattern. And so I took charge, started looking inside, uh, started identifying why I had been accepting to land in a situation like that. Um, and for me, ultimately, it became an amazing opportunity to reconsider all my choices in life and business. And that really had shifted everything for me. Mm. Wow. Um, so it's interesting, I think, that when things don't go well in one area of your life, it often doesn't go well in another area. And I think that when you have a toxic relationship with a person, you're often having a toxic relationship with work. And I have found that in my life as well. Um, and so it's amazing that you were able to look at your life not as a victim, but as a person who had conscious choice. And you saw the patterns. And I think that's that's so commendable. Most people aren't willing to look within and are so so caught up in blame and shame of other people. Um, and that's not how you learn. That's not how you grow. It just makes you angry instead of moving forward. Yeah, and I think that taking charge um, really makes a difference. But at the same time, it's absolutely normal that most people don't do that because it's scary. It's so much easier to blame others than to look inside. Uh, but I really, I promise, it's not an easy journey. But if you do look inside, if you start understanding ultimately how responsible you are for everything that happened in your life, it shows that by having different behaviors, you can start changing things in your life. And so mm -hmm. coming back to saying that when something goes wrong in one area of your life, usually it goes wrong in another area of your life. Well, that's not that surprising because when you are not feeling well, you are vibrating, basically. We're all energy. We vibrate uh, at a very low level. And the only thing we can do when we do that is attract more of the same. So if you don't do something to stop that pattern, uh, you will continue having the same results. I mean, that's a typical thing we say in coaching. We all know that. Um, so if you want a different result, you need to, to start shifting something. And, and that's what I chose to do. And by, by doing so, um, it, was, it wasn't easy because, well, to start with, I had a, a healing process, of course. I mean, I was affected by what had happened. Um, but... Coming back to what, it's, what I had said at the very beginning, the very interesting thing is that I started identifying fear. 
And that's in that process that I started identifying that I had been working successfully um, as a coach in the corporate world, but in reality, reproducing that nagging feeling that I had when I was working in the corporate world. So Uh by seeing that, I was able to make a complete different choice that was in alignment with who I was. So there I was in that very scary situation where I had absolutely no income left because I had stopped working entirely for over a year to take care of that person and and his business. Um, And we all know what what happens when we are entrepreneurs and we don't work on our business. Uh, Uh It's not just uh, coming back uh, overnight. Um, And so I contacted the corporate clients I was working with and I told them that I was no longer going to work with with them. So it was an extremely scary uh, decision, but uh, it was the one that felt really, really uh, the right one for me. As I said, I, I really could feel I was in alignment. And so I understood that what I wanted was to work with women, although I should correct that slightly in the sense that I understood recently that the reason why I wanted to work with women is that in general, and of course there are exceptions, in general, women are more inclined to uh, challenge themselves, to look inside, to do the work than men are. So the reality is that the people I want to work with is people who are ready to do the work. So if a man is ready to do it, I'm absolutely uh, willing to, to work with them as well, and I have done so. So that was the first realization. And working with women or men who are still in the corporate world, that is not exactly what I love doing because I don't like what I'm seeing in the corporate world. And there is very little leverage I can have there. So if someone wants to leave the corporate world, uh, that type of transition, um, I'm happy to help them with that. But other than that, it really is about helping small business owners mainly um, to connect the dots, as I, uh, as you uh, said in, in your presentation, uh, to all the all the parts of who they are and, and what their life and their business is about so that it really can support each other. Because quite often... Um, Basically, what I what I started noticing is that either after a few years in business, um, a woman will not be fulfilled, not be satisfied, uh, potentially even on the verge of a burnout, because she left the corporate job for to follow her passion, but completely forgot that running a business is running a business. It's a complete different skill set that is required there. Um, so that's one aspect. And the other one is the woman who left a corporate job who was completely business savvy but forgot herself in the process. So both uh-huh. are at crossroads. Both feel that something isn't working. Both understand that something has to happen if they don't want to lose themselves in the process, uh, even if the reasons why they are where they are um, is, is different. It's, it's a different type of profile. And the program that I have developed um, helps both uh, to really 
well, as, as we said, reinvent themselves and make sure um, that they can have a life that is the one they want. That's why I'm calling my business success on your own terms, because, well, success means one thing for you, one one other thing for me, and, and then a third person will be even something else. Um, and so this, depending on what it is that they are expecting, uh, they will be able to set up uh, the environment, if I can call it like that, the business, um, that will com- be in complete alignment, exactly the same as I did it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um so that sounds amazing, and I do agree with you that I am a small business owner, and it's so easy to either forget that you're running a business and take yourself seriously, like, oh, you have to sell, not just make things really nice and do things for free for people. And um, I, I once hired a coach, and the first thing she said is, what are you selling? What are you selling? You know, every day it's, what are you selling? And, you know, that feels kind of yucky. But now I'm telling my son, who is trying to start his own business, what are you doing today to support your business? Because he'll get sidetracked because he's very artistic Mm -hmm. and and he's amazing. But if he wants to move on with his life, he's got to really get clear about how am I, what what are my goals and how am I going to reach them? Um, I'm reading the book Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. Have you read that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very so she, yeah, it's very good, and she she talks a lot about um, how we sabotage ourselves and how we can get lost in the process. And yeah, I highly recommend it to anyone who's who wants to be in alignment with themselves. And um, so, so you see women who forget to take care of themselves and don't know how to run a business, or one of one or the other, or sometimes both. Well, sometimes in both, of course. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, if you look at, uh, well, I'm opening a, a much broader discussion here. But if you look at uh, at how our education systems are, wherever we are in the world, uh, these are things that we don't learn. We don't learn to take care of ourselves. We don't learn to put ourselves at the center of the, of our life, and that is particularly true for women, uh, mm-hmm. because we have this this caring nature, uh, we tend to always take care of others' needs uh, first. And if there is time left, assuming we authorize ourselves, um, then maybe we start taking care of ourselves. But I I always give this example, um, and it's funny because yesterday I heard someone uh, giving it as well. Uh, when you step into a plane, the security instructions uh, will tell you that uh, we have to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first, even if we have small children with us. Because what what good will you be for your children if you are no longer there? Uh, so you uh-huh. absolutely do need to take care of your uh, own needs first. And, and that is something that for a lot of women is something that is extremely difficult to understand and, and to, yeah, to, to accept that it is okay. And, um, and then the, the second aspect, uh, coming back to what you said earlier on, uh, also about your son, is that having the clarity as to what it is that you want to achieve. Because if you want an expensive hobby, that, well, that's fine. Then you can continue. But if you really want your business to be successful, and again, whatever success means to you, 
um, then you do need to put a certain number of things into place uh, to ensure that that is what that business does and that you are not working in your business, but that you are working on your business. Mm -hmm. So that's why my approach is completely holistic. Um, And, well, that's the experience that I have, uh, well, from myself to start with, my own life experience, as well as the experience uh, of my clients, Mm. all those dots need to be connected. It works together. I mean, I'm I'm the living example of it. When I was in the corporate world, I was very successful. So I'm definitely business savvy in the sense that that is my my background also. I'm a former director of administration. Um, But... um, I was I was working with clients that I didn't like. So in that process, I was not able to identify that I was still doing something that wasn't okay for me. Mm-hmm. And so once I had it I had it identified, then all of a sudden everything falls into place. And that is also when I discovered, on a more personal um, ground, that I had never, in fact been feeling home when I was living in France, where I have spent most of my life, not my entire life, because I've lived also eight years in the Netherlands, because my my roots are Dutch, both my parents were Dutch. But the irony is that even when I was living in the Netherlands, I wasn't feeling home there. So I had that additional layer of where do I belong? And I had that voice that kept returning constantly you need to be in an english-speaking country you need to be in an english-speaking country and so at a moment where in theory i had absolutely nothing allowing me to move to london i decided to move to london and i did and i moved with just two suitcases no idea at all how i would make an income, or at least I, know, I knew, of course, how I could make an income in the sense that I, um, I had my business. But again, uh, you need to get your business off the ground again. I had to start it from scratch again. Well, it's never scratch. But, uh, and, and from there, I just decided to come, and I took action. And within three months' time, my, my life had completely changed for the better. Um, and I've never felt as good as since I'm living in... London, and obviously it seems that that is where I belong because this feels home. I love it. I love how you follow your bliss and follow your passion and follow that inner voice because, you know, when you're out of alignment in it and you talk about the holistic approach, it is so true that you can't function fully. And one of the things we learned in coaching school was to look at the whole person look at all the areas of their life and what, how they're living into the values that they set for each each area. And you often will see there's a dip somewhere, and that's the area that somebody really needs to work on. And so, you know, I love how you work on yourself, so you walk your talk. You know, you don't only tell people what to do. You're constantly working on yourself, and that's one of the things I love about you, that you're willing to take risks and... Some people take risks and they're crazy risks. They're not they're not um they're not solid risks based on some previous knowledge or or you know taking like you know even uh, Liz Gilbert said she didn't quit her day job until Eat Pray Love took off. Right. 
um, you know, she didn't want to make her art her living because she didn't want to get angry at it and and <laughs> blame it and live from that place of 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 kind of scarcity. Um, and then your art changes when it's got all this pressure mm. on it to to make a living. So it's it's an interesting thing, and I've done the same thing. I had five jobs before. I was able uh, to to really just focus on coaching as my only career, but I I when I moved out of my house that I had been married for 23 years and moved out of our house and started life over, started a new career as a coach. Actually, started certification program the day I moved out of the house. I had no idea how I was going to make ends meet, but I knew I would, and yeah. I think that's stems from that self-belief. You have to believe in yourself Absolutely. first. Absolutely. That's exactly it. I knew that if I were going to stay longer in front, I knew that somehow I was dying in, I would be dying inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, there was no choice. I had to go. The only way to make things, uh, well, the results be different for me, uh, meant that I needed to take risks. But again, measure the risk. Um, there, there, there is one thing that is probably a little bit special about me, and it is funny because I I had a, a testimonial from someone recently uh, mentioning that. He said to me, and by the way, it's a he, so you, you see I work with men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, uh, you have this very uh, rare capacity to be moving with grace and ease uh, between your left brain and your right brain. So I have that creativity that is needed and that will come with the the right brain. But I also have, uh, and that, that is maybe my Dutch background, this whole tool system structure, Helping you focus, helping you making decisions, etc. That that comes with what I have in my left brain, and I I navigate very easily uh, from one to the other, and that is of course to the benefit of my uh, of of my clients. I love that. That's actually something I've always been proud of in myself too, because. Mm. I was married to a man who was a creative person, and I was always creative. I was an artist before I became a life coach. And he was that kind of artist that's all, you know, art, all creativity. Mm-hmm. And um, and then there's an excuse to not follow through or to not be able to deal with certain things. And I was never that person. And so... You know, I think to be a responsible person who's also creative, a person who can create systems, a person who can move their life forward, um, mm-hmm. having both of those capacities is so helpful, and you can learn them. And the um, A Whole New Mind by uh, Dan Pink, I think is the author, mm-hmm. he, he talks about how right-brainers will rule the world, and and he himself was a left brain person, and he learned to work more from the right brain by doing exercises. So, I do believe that us right brain people can help people with with who are left brain dominant to think out of the box, to not get Absolutely. stuck in in a very fixed mindset. And so that sounds like you'd be an ideal person to work with. Um, so, 
A quick question as we come to the end of the show is if you can sort of encapsulate your advice to women who are considering reinvention, what would you say to them? Well, I would have a few. Uh, The first one being don't let anybody ever tell you that your dream is impossible. That that's the very first one for me. That being mm. said, when a person is at crossroads, uh, they do not necessarily always have an idea of what their dream is. So that is for those who know what their dream is. Um, the other thing then from there, from them, sorry, is that you really need to be extremely clear uh, about who you are and what is important to you. So having that. Clarity uh, is, is essential. And constantly evaluating when you're making choices in your life, um, constantly evaluating if your values and your needs are being met and respected uh, is essential. Um, mm. And then, well, we have already been speaking about, uh, talking about uh, taking risk. No one will ever succeed, whatever success means, um, if they don't take a certain number of risk. Risk is absolutely uh, required. Taking risk is is needed. Um, And then the important thing also to remember is that things don't happen overnight. Um, And so there are moments where you will move forward. Other moments you will have the impression that you go backwards. The the key thing is to constantly take baby steps as long as they are in the right direction and uh, know what your end goal is and be conscious that the journey to that end goal will never be a straight line. So you will have to adapt as you move forward. I think these are the essentials. I could give plenty more. I love every single thing you said, <laughs> and i um, sitting here nodding my head because these are the exact same steps that I tell my clients to take when they're looking for love. Uh, it's a very similar process. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when I got married, I gave up on my dream. I thought my dream of what I thought real love was a fairy tale and impossible, and mm. I didn't have a clear vision. I didn't know what was possible. Um, and so when when you are looking for anything, when you're trying to make a big change in your life, know that the, the journey is not a straight line. And also that I think what, what happens, especially in my field, is that people get really very disgusted when they've been on a lot of bad dates because it takes a lot, of, a lot of courage to stay in the picture. Um, mm-hmm. And the same with business. You know, I've been running my business for six years now, and there are dips. And then there are big expenses. My house has an expense. My car has an expense. And this this is what happens. And then you can get into a place of fear and start taking on work that you hate or taking on clients that you don't really want to work with because you have a fear. And I recently, even with big expenses, turned down a client because I knew it would not be a good fit. Mm, um, turned down a lot of money. Yeah, but it's it's clearing the space for what is good. Um, so I love I love all of this fabulous advice, Anias. And um, tell our clients how they can reach you. I mean, our listeners, not our clients. Well, mm-hmm. potential clients. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so my website is uh, agnesvanrein.com, and that is www.anyesvanrhijn.com. And um, I think that one thing they might find interesting on the homepage is to um, go through my, uh, there is an online assessment that is called Are All Areas of Your Life and Business Supporting Your Success and Fulfillment? And I think it's a very interesting uh, assessment to do to evaluate where you're at in your life and understand how it all ties together. Uh, and identify uh, in what areas you can start taking those baby steps that will move you into the right direction. Oh, great. That sounds like a very valuable tool. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Agnes, and for doing this amazing work. You're welcome, and for being a beacon for other people. Um, It's important Mm -hmm. for people to see real-world examples of people who are making it work in real life. So. Keep doing that yeah, fabulous we work. Tend, we always tend to think that we are alone, but we're all struggling. We're all having problems, challenges, and you're not alone in there. That's an important message. I totally agree, and that's why building community of support is so important. Um, so go check out Agnes's website, and um, I will have all this up on my blog um, so you can check out all the links. And I thank all of you for listening today, and I hope that you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.